Oh, on Instagram. On Instagram. You have your mommy drama. That's a great account. Mommy drama. Yeah, it's just a drama that I've been finding on the internet, um, <laughs> mainly between mothers, women seeking out um, suggestions, advice. And... Why do you know about these? <laughs> okay, I joined. I've joined some niche. LDS mom supporting mom Facebook groups and it's just kind of really taken a life of its own. (laughs) Check us out. (laughs) Do you take this woman to watch movies? And do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you a podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wife Watches. I'm your host, Jason. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, my wife, the subject of this podcast. Thank you for calling me the subject. And joining us, we have two very special guests who have been here for most of spooky season. Ah! There they are. Showing off Don't their... Don't say our names. Oh, shut okay. up. Shut up. I won't. Yeah. Those disembodied voices. Just kidding. You can say who we are. Okay. It's Ryan Chalet. Hi. And Emma Watkins. Hello. It's a pleasure as always. Emma, remember when we went and saw you perform uh, in a choral (laughs) orchestra and group? And in the program, it was Emma Watson. Oh my gosh, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Maybe Emma Watson was there performing and we none of us just, none of us saw her. She was the lead. Whenever they bring someone really famous from Europe over. (laughs) Emma Watson. Sissel. Remember how you were also only singing for 10 minutes of that hour and a half long performance? I'll we just, didn't know that? I'll never forget the night before because we only had one dress rehearsal and we had never practiced with the orchestra before. <laughs> so we sit down up on that stage and there's just two hours that go past. And I'm like, oh boy, they already have their ticket. <laughs> we also got there slightly late and they let us uh, walk in and we had to go sit in the very front row. So it's not even like I could look at my phone. Because I'm, no, I'm, we were, we I was five feet away from all the people playing their their instruments, so we just had to neat like arms folded, like you were reverent. Yeah, I was. Well, it's respectful. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be rude. Enough of the pleasantries. <laughs> we're here to talk about a very special horror film. Everyone is very excited to watch this. I'll be honest. I, I've been kind of dreading watching this. <gasps> I've been nervous. As Why? Um, this movie is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. <gasps> Now, I'm, I also haven't revisited it in like 20 years, but I remember parts of it vividly, and it was, I don't want to say the most scary movie I've ever seen growing up, but I also, before we, earlier today, I asked you all to think of the movie that, like, growing up scared you the most, so this might be a good time to ask that. Because I really think of this one as, like, if I had to think of something that really traumatized me as a kid or, like, preteen, it's The Ring, because it stayed with me for a long time. Because I've always disliked horror, but also because of that reason, I had like a weird fascination with it. Mm. I got really into the Scream movies when I was 11 for like oh. two months. And Clean Flicks was a thing. Absolutely. It had reached its way up north to Brigham City. And so I we would Clean Flicks all these different movies. And I was like obsessed and I kept uh, renting Scream 1 and 2 <laughs> and 3. Do you kind of just wish you could go back to a time where like that was so exciting? I have a whole new library of movies i can watch i just like un- it, i unlocked like hundreds of new films <laughs> that my parents would let me watch now yeah. i re- i rented them so often that my dad kind of had like a sit down sort of <laughs> that was kind of like 
What's uh like what's what's going on here? What's your angle? Like why do you keep renting these movies specifically? And I was like, I don't know. It's just also funny to think of me like little like chubby 11-year-old Jason with my like fleece vest that the navy fleece vest I wore with every outfit regardless of if it like matched. Mm-hmm. Just being like Scream is so interesting, <laughs> but the ring is the one that really like it just really screwed with me. Um, I remember so I think the ring was one of the first like new horror movies I can remember watching as a youth. Um, because I remember as a kid, my mom showing us like Psycho and The Birds and sort of the Alfred Hitchcock horror movies or scary movies. But I remember the ring being one of the first like modern horror movies I ever saw. Um, and it was terrifying, but I think for me, two years later, The Grudge came out mm. and that movie messed me up. I've it, seen it from underneath the blanket. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It I, was scarier to you than The Ring was? I think so. And here's maybe a reason why. I remember watching The Ring, not in theaters, and The Grudge was like one of the first scary movies I saw mm. in theaters. Um, late at night and I was old enough that I could drive. So I remember driving home with my brother after the grudge and we turned on Disney channel and watched even Stevens for like two hours. Cause we were both <laughs> so scared to go to sleep. <laughs> That's always been like a balm Disney channel or like the office. I would watch that too a lot when I was just really freaked out about stuff. I have stuff. a feeling we'll be putting that on later. My sister was the one who like introduced technology into our house. <laughs> Family. You were on Here is a DVD. You guys, when we moved to San Mateo, we had a typewriter. Ah! Are you serious? We didn't have a computer, and my third grade teacher reached out to my mom and was like, Hey, have you thought about getting a computer? And my mom was like, Well, I guess, like now that you bring it up. Why have you never? I don't know. I just remembered right now. So you also make it sound like your sister was like in charge of like making sure the railroad reached your house. <laughs> That's honestly how it was. I remember in when she was in high school, she bought our family a digital camera, which was groundbreaking. She bought my mom a Palm Pilot from Costco. She bought our family a scanner, hooked it up to the computer. We still have a fax machine in our house. Oh, um, anyway, so she bought a DVD player and she bought the ring. And I was in fifth grade. Oh. Yes. And I told, I've told you guys this. I started a movie club when I was in fifth grade with Emily, Lucy, and Sarah Marblestone. If you get this podcast episode, they won't. And we watched it and I just fell in love. I thought it was so good. I loved scary movies afterwards. And our home phone, our cordless black phone is the same phone that they have in the movie. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but you'll see the black cordless phone in the movie. Anyway, that's my relationship with this film. I'll tell you this after we watch it too, but there were a couple weird things, like coincidences that happened the first couple times I saw this movie that lined up with things that happened in the movie that was very unsettling. I also saw this during the daytime. Like I refused to watch it at night, even though this and like, and Emma was nodding. Uh Emma leaned into the microphone to nod in case that's what you heard. This and like signs made the rounds at this time. And so like I saw this at a lot of sleepovers, but I like I couldn't I it was daytime, I couldn't watch it. Totally. Well it kinda seems like I'm the only one who hasn't seen this movie. <gasps> I didn't know that. You didn't? No, I thought you had seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, I'm so excited. I was such a chicken when I was little. It holds up one hundred percent, I think. 
I don't think I've seen it since like 2005. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know if I think it holds up. I can't remember. Well, Courtney, what what was like the scariest movie growing up for you then? Well, okay, so oh. honestly, The Ring was I I know so much of it <laughs> by osmosis. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it was everywhere. I think I was in seventh grade. What year did it come out? 2002. Very good. And it was just like everyone talked about it, and I remember I like I know all of not all, but I know some of the little the beats. And, like, my friend, um, my childhood best friend moved to a different city, like, 45 minutes away. So then I would go visit her all the time. And she had, her family built, like, a, um, they redid, like, a historical home. And beneath her bedroom, there was, a like, a sunken <gasps> well. Oh, my gosh. And we, she would always be like, I'm really scared of it because it's, like, from the ring. And so that I knew, be, like. That would be creepy oh regardless if yeah. you'd seen the totally. ring. Totally. Yeah, so there was that. So just like everyone would always talk about it. Every time I've been to a haunted house, I've been chased by a stupid Samara. Like Samara. I know, <laughs> Miss I, Samara. I know all of the little things. But well, okay, so that's interesting because I, I did want to ask, like, one, what did you know about this, and what, like, how did you miss this? Because I feel like this was a pretty big. I missed it because I was so terrified. And I used to like hear, I didn't like scary movies when I was younger. I think it probably started around the time of like The Walking Dead when I started getting really into The Walking Dead in like 2012. Okay. I started to kind of like be more okay with scary stuff. But like you, I was always very fascinated with it. It was like a morbid fascination, but I didn't want to like take a dive. Like so if, the prob- if one showed up on TV, I had to kind of keep watching it. Yeah. Just because yeah. I was like, I just have memories of watching parts of Child's Play that still just terrify me. Yeah. And I remember going to like people's houses and watching, I watched The Grudge, kind of, under a blanket, which is part of the movie, right? I guess I haven't seen the whole thing. A little bit, yeah. They oh, like I actually, creep up under the blankets. I actually do know that. because That's I, why it was so scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd call your friends and just do that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I've I've like I I know about this movie and the scariest movie I'd seen was probably like What Lies Beneath, which is not scary at all. One more movie that I thought about that also scared me as a as a kid was When a Stranger Calls. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Have you seen that, Jason? I have not seen that. Oh, that's a great movie. And it was very applicable to the youth of the world back then. Yes, (laughs) because it's about a babysitter who sort of just gets tormented. Mm Mm-hmm. Rain, we watched that a few years ago, and it held up. I mean, it wasn't yeah. as scary as I remember it, but it was like, it's very jumpy. It is. Yeah. Is There's like an original one and then like a remake, probably like maybe two remakes. There was one in the 70s and then yeah. I saw one in middle school or high school in theaters. Is it just called The Strangers? No. no. That's different. No, When a Stranger Calls is like a babysitter. Mm-hmm. The Strangers is, yeah. Okay. I could really relate because I loved that she like went through the refrigerator when she was babysitting. Ah. I used to do that too. Just like, what's for dinner? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but I do love The Strangers. That's a great movie too. That one's so scary. Yeah. Oh. Has anyone here seen The Snow White that came out in 1997 with Sigourney Weaver? No. (laughs) It's rated R. It's the first R-rated movie I've ever seen. I saw it when I was like eight. My sister bought it on DVD. Is it like an actual like adaptation of like the like the fairy tale? Yeah, but it's with live people. It's with Sigourney Weaver. It's <laughs> it's not her and a bunch of sister animated Weaver. characters like <laughs> Space Jam. Um, it's very good. It's kind of a fun watch. But that the first scary movie I ever saw was Psycho in at the Stanford Theater. 
for oh. my sister's 12th birthday. So I was seven when I saw Psycho in theaters. I was really little too. Yeah. But then you guys should watch that um, seven. I almost said seven brides for seven brothers. <laughs> Snow White. It's just called Snow White. I think it's called like the the Harper twins. The the Harper fairy tales. It's very different than what you told us. What? The grim the grim fairy tales. What? What? Are you drunk? <laughs> nope. No looking it up. You know that's I'll the just... rules. We can't look up stuff to double check. Well, okay. <laughs> then that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> can't wait to watch it. All right, so but your what is your interest level in this movie as Very of now? Very high. Hi, yeah, I'm excited. The Grimm Brothers, Snow White, A Tale of Terror. Oh. Are there a couple like colons in that? Like that's one. That's like three different titles. The Grimm Brothers colon. apostrophe s ownership. Oh. Snow White mm. colon A Tale of Terror. I'd also uh-huh. like to mention another scary movie that I never saw until I was with you, Ryan, as an adult was The Sixth Sense. That was always that. That and oh. the ring were always like, oh my gosh, those are way too scary. I can't watch those. Yeah, yeah, yes. That one like basically solidified like ghosts and supernatural mm-hmm. stuff are the, is the scariest like type of horror for me. And the ring is like sealed the deal. <laughs> I also have a memory of like being at my friend's party one time, and this is in high school, and like they, everyone was watching The Exorcism of Emily Rose mm-hmm. downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I popped downstairs for a second and saw that it was going on, and I was on my way out anyway. But I was like, oh my gosh, I I just caught like. I was there at the wrong time and saw something like truly terrifying. And then I went upstairs to go outside to go home to my truck. And my truck, which had been parked across the street, was gone. <gasps> and I looked down the street and there was my truck down the street. I knew there wasn't someone in there, but the headrest just looked like a person's head was in there. <laughs> I'm so scared. This is the most scared I've ever been. <laughs> I called my friend on my like flip phone and just like, I was like, just talk to me as I walked to my car. What happened was I left, uh, I didn't put the e-brake on and rolled down the street. Whoa, that's kind of scary in its yeah. own way. I know. Oh my I gosh. neatly rolled up onto a curb into a bush. And the Whoa. alignment, I had to get the alignment fixed, but scary though. I was like, where's my car? Oh, there it is. What if a a just, demon moved it. What if you'd just seen that? Like just my car rolling? Like what if you had just walked outside and just saw a car rolling down the street with no one in it? That would be creepy. <laughs> that would be so creepy. Okay, well... That's really all the questions I had going into the oh ring. There's not a lot of information I wanted to share before, other than it is uh, a remake of a Japanese horror film <gasps> called Ringu. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very excited. But you know kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of what's going to happen, yeah. Do you know how it ends? Nah, no. Did you understand the emojis I sent today? Yes. Oh. One of two of them. The year is 2002. George Bush is our president. Top song of the week. Do you want to guess what it was? I'll never guess. <laughs> I'll never guess. I don't know. Okay. Ryan. Uh, Who let the dogs out? In the club. That's a bit early. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't Ryan. know if a year off. <laughs> when I if off. I say it, it'll be like, sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Do you want to just throw anyone throw out a guess or should I just tell you? No. Uh, who uh yeah, Who Let the Dogs Out is the only song what? coming to my head right now. <laughs> That's like ninety-nine. <laughs> Okay, it is uh, Dilemma by Nelly. Oh, I loved that song. <laughs> Do you know what bookended it, though? Like, what was the, the most popular song before and after? Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't I think of that? Immediately after, Skater Boy. Well, yeah, because I got yeah. Let Go, the album, for Christmas yeah. that year. So that adds up. Thank you. Everything she does 
is, is magic. Yeah. If she even exists. Yeah. I hear that. <laughs> Do you have a celebrity theory about that, Courtney? <laughs> about the Avril Lavigne conspiracy? That she died and was replaced? No, just that. Do you have any other details besides just that? No, I don't. I don't know much about it. Do you believe it? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you believe it? <laughs> no, I don't really know. But Canada, yes. the, Canada, the Canadian government switched her yeah. into someone new. I do know that she doesn't use deodorant. She sprays perfume in her armpits. That is very 2002. I know, because she was oh. scared of breast cancer, and I tried it out at Emily Lucy's birthday party. This is like Emily's Axe Body Spray party. Day, so this that feels very on Yeah, point. totally. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She was ahead of the curve, honestly, Absolutely. with the breast cancer. Do you guys remember Axe Body Spray? Oh, yeah. 100%. Couldn't forget oh. it if I tried. <laughs> Could never. Do you Always of the gym. Yes. I just, the like, locker room. Can, to the can gym. I just tell you, like, a little bit of my, I had four big, like, these are my brands of cologne as I attempted throughout. The first one I even tried was one called Aspen in a green bottle. Mm. That's what I had in seventh grade that I'd spray on myself after gym class. Ah. Then I would try transition to a bunch of different versions of Axe body spray, including Fierce, my favorite. <gasps> oh yeah, From Abercrombie and Fitch? Um, no, oh, just Axe, Axe body spray. Oh, they had a killer cologne. No, you're loved. right. Yeah. I did try... My brother had fears, which I would borrow for special occasions, yes. like a big party at someone's house. I it still was, think here's it the smells thing. so good. It smells good. so yes, good. It smells amazing. Maybe you should, maybe you should like <laughs> track that down. You they totally still make should. It? I don't I know. Think so. You guys, I'm just thinking, like I so vividly can remember being at a party in seventh grade and the boy that I had a crush on, just him smelling so much like Axe body spray, but also just like so much of B.O., I wonder if, so you know, like smell is the sense most tied to memory, yeah. allegedly. Hmm. I don't I know. know that. Not a doctor. I wonder if I bought some fierce and smelled it, it would just bring back so many like weird memories I didn't even oh, know. Every that time I smell Aquadigio, I think of my mission because <laughs> every yeah. stupid companion would wear Aquadigio. Into high school, I finally settled on Curve for men. Of course. Man. Oh, yeah. Curve that smells was my good also. It does. I, I think it still smells good. Did you ever have a bod? No. I I know bod. Oh, I remember bod. They had uh, it was it was like Axe, but it was just like spray, not mm -hmm. aerosol. Um, and they had a a scent that was really ripped abs. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, did the girls at your school wear Curious by Britney Spears? I wore Curious. Oh, you did. I got a knockoff brand from JC Penny. Oh, it was the best. It smelled so oh, if good. If I had some of that right now, the same thing. It would just bring back yeah. so many memories. So like, I would have no idea what any of the like any of the girls were like wearing, like what it was called. I wonder if I smelled something like that. If I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, totally. Like I feel like I'm at like a school dance. We're all just gonna like jump in place to Good Charlotte. Yeah. Yes, yes. That is. Oh yeah. Or like Hawaiian ginger. Did I you don't ever... remember that. Oh man, that was that was like a um, like a drugstore perfume. Wasn't there like a Victoria's Secret body spray that every girl wore? Love spell. Yes. <laughs> the purple one. Love yes. Spell. Yes. Oh with my the gold gosh. Cap. <laughs> that one's that that that, that made is you a trip. Thirsty. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the actual like the my favorite of the Axe body sprays were because Fierce was the Abercrombie and Fitch one, but I can't remember. But there was one like, where it like had like. Two, two dragon heads. Yeah, Phoenix. There was like a green one too. Cause Phoenix was blue. <laughs> there was like a, it was like twins or like Gemini or something like that. It had like two dragon heads together. That sound doesn't that sound like it? Hundred percent. Axe body spray. Yeah. Editor's note: the flavor of Axe body spray I'm trying to remember is called Essence, which is available on Amazon or can be found at your local CVS. 
Wow, we had a lot to say about this. <laughs> Body spray. Well, that's oh like, God. you know, that's the age when you're like, I got to really put on yeah. my best foot forward, good. you know? I got to. I could cuddle with someone tonight. Yeah, who knows? Like, and then it's just the dumb, like the lamest night. <laughs> <laughs> that was also. Expecting the most. Your expectations were so high. It's like, who knows? Maybe, was, lucky me, I don't know. You're just like gangly in 12. This is going to be my night. What year were you in school in 2002? Starting eighth grade for me. What were you, Riri? I was a baby little freshman in high school. Oh, okay. And you guys were fifth and sixth? Fifth. Crucial years, though. But you know what's funny is that's only, there's only a four-year difference, but when you think about fifth graders. But back graders, then, I would have never 100. fratinized with fifth graders. 100%. <laughs> you would have caught me dead with a fifth grader. <laughs> well, it's not they even. Were, they were kids. It wasn't even like a popularity thing. It just would have looked creepy. A hundred percent. Well, I was just locked inside Crescent View Middle School where there were no windows and no air conditioning. That's how my junior high was. Seventh through During this grade. this era of my life, no, it felt like walking in like a, like a natatorium hallway. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sucked. I was in an outside school. Similar oh, to the school okay, you see California. in like Easy A. That's yep. like the high school I went what? to. That was you too, Emma? Yep. It's it's like a California ranch. Like there's no hallways. Your classrooms open up outside. Yeah. And then when it's raining, you just like stand <laughs> under the shingles and eat your lunch out of your backpack. Honestly. Oh my gosh. They open that the auditorium. So yeah. <laughs> they had to protect us from from the elements. No elements. Mm, no elements. I remember we in my English class in eighth grade there was a sliver of a window we would all just kind of like go see what was happening outside because there were no windows did we go to the same junior high that's exactly <laughs> what mine was like just yeah. one floor yours actually have seniors yours looks like mine Isn't that weird yeah i also lived like a block away from my junior high so i just had memories of like walking through, basically cutting through my neighbor's backyard and being right at school hmm. and in the morning getting ready to avril levine or specifically the track The Ring Goes South from The Fellowship of the Ring sound- soundtrack. <laughs> and I would, in my mind, be like, it's like I'm part of the fellowship, like, walking. Because it was like, Dawn, you're like that weird, like, light blue Dawn. And you're mm-hmm. like, I'm walking, like, trekking oh through gosh. this, like, backyard. Yeah. Anyway. All right, I got some 2002 stuff for you. Okay, okay ready? Us. Top selling toys of the year, Bratz dolls. Mm, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the euro becomes the official currency of the EU. <laughs> we all remember that. That yeah. Wow. Wow, you really, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just weird. Yeah. What did they use before 2002? Like, francs? Uh, Germany did. Yeah, different countries probably had different currencies. Well, why Correct. Did, well, wasn't Europe, a, I mean, wasn't England part of the EU? They used the pound? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, at the time, there was only like seven countries in the EU. <laughs> Oh, England so when they when that? they became part I don't of the know why I latched onto this. <laughs> it was the pound. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, this I is know. a currency podcast now. <laughs> I didn't expect to have to like uh, go into detail on this. The European Union, they just when they joined that, they were like, we should all have our like collective currency to kind of like solidify that we're part of a thing now. Oh, thank goodness. Halle Berry becomes the first Black actress to win oh, Best Actress at the Oscars. That. Monster Ball. Monsters Ball. Monsters Ball. Monster, Monster Ball. ball. <laughs> that sounds like a game. Money like Ball. You, like, just a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, the highest paid celebrities of the year, Julia Roberts <gasps> and oh. Mel Gibson. Ooh. Because that was her own Passion of the Christ, uh, wasn't it? No, right before, but it was Signs that year, too. Oh, sure. What women It was, want, it was when he still had credibility. Yeah. It was before his uh, anti-Semitic rant. Yeah. Demise. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany and Justin broke up this year. Oh, Wow. Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. She was America's Idol. 
Oh my honestly, gosh. the only idol. <laughs> yeah, you take that back, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I remember Clay Aiken's name. Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken. Ruben. There's a Ruben, Ruben I think. Uh, there was a movie that came out of it from Justin to Kelly. Oh, I do yeah, remember there that. was yeah. one. Kmart files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Oh, sure. Way back then. They've yeah, been, they've been on a roller coaster. <laughs> they've been hanging on. Yep. This was the year that Michael Jackson uh, dangled that small child oh, out of yeah. his balcony, the Berlin Hotel. Oh, was it Blanket? Oh, was that That's what the child's name. Blanket? blanket? Yes. It's his son's name. Paris is his daughter, Blanket. Was it Michael's son? And yeah. one named Prince. Oh, boy. Okay. A lot to unpack there. I'm sure you have I'm some. I'm surprised s- you didn't know that. I don't. I never had like a real, like, I know people love Michael Jackson and like, I don't know. I just never had a thing hmm. about Did that. Did you watch the Neverland documentary, Emma? Mm-hmm. He died the day after my birthday, June 25th. I was at the Jamba Juice cash register ringing uh, somebody up. I was a hot dog on a stick ringing <laughs> someone up. I heard it on the radio and I stopped what I was doing. I know. <laughs> it's like, Michael Jackson died. I was like, I should be doing something more reverential. Yes. <laughs> I actually have thought about how that whole 2009 for me is like a dead year, pop culture-wise. In some ways, 2020 will be my other dead year. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, nothing happened that year, but it wasn't because I was like abstaining from pop culture. It's just because none of it happened Mm -hmm. because everyone was inside. Mm Yeah. Two more very like Utah-specific things. Elizabeth Smart was abducted. (gasps) Oh, wow. This fall. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Too heavy. Wow, Yeah. Um, we also hosted the Olympics, yeah, the Winter oh. Olympics, two thousand two. In two K two, brother um, Romney, my uh, my fourth grade, my Mitt my, Romney saved the Olympics. My whole school Bless did him. a um, musical production around <laughs> songs that were made up for the Olympics. What? One of them was called In Two K Two. We sang like this Keep whole. Going. There was I don't. That's the only thing I remember. And then there was like something about the rings in Two K Two. Top movies of the year: um, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That was just a sequel year. Keep going. I'll keep going. Sorry. For more sequels. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Oh my gosh. To- the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man <gasps> movie came out this year. I saw that for my birthday party in little, theaters. Little did we know, I think that movie is the one that the domino that fell that changed ultimately all of cinema for the next two decades, which is really <laughs> weird to think about. It's got chills. From yeah. Trailer wow. <laughs> Ice trailer Age. Present. Oh, that's a good Not movie. a big Ice Age guy. Yeah, I wasn't no either. Nice. I think I was slightly too old. But you guys probably would have. <laughs> Emma? I'm like, yeah, I hate that movie. <laughs> I don't like it. I like. I think The Sloth is funny. I love Ray People Romano. Love who Sloth? doesn't like Yeah, Ray yeah. Romano. Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, wear my socks. I live with my parents, maybe. Okay, oh, my brother. Ray, I'm your brother. I'm kind of a deadbeat. And uh, I'm angry at you, Ray. Whoa, what a night, Deborah. Marie! Wow. <laughs> and also signs. <laughs> uh, also, that scared me because most of yeah, my wait. friends I hung out with lived like in cornfields. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, farm boy. Uh-huh. I know, it sounds weird, You're but like. From a farm. We watched this in a cornfield once in high school. Oh it my was, gosh. It was awesome. I couldn't find a cornfield if I wanted to yeah. in 2002. Yeah, I wouldn't no. even know where to look. Throw a rock. I don't know why I said, <laughs> yeah, me. no, I could. I lived here. Sorry, I was just in L.A. Like it was... <laughs> it was, there was always like parts of scary movies, like small parts that really stuck with me more than like the really big ones I think that scared people. And the one from Signs was when they look out the window and on the other, on top of the building, they just see a, a figure standing there. Oh. And I would always like whenever we'd leave my friend's house, because that's where like we slept over a lot, was yeah, like yeah. and like where we had parties in this like farm town, Korean. 
I would always be like, I don't want to look up at the top of his house because I just know I'm going to see a figure standing there. I'll reveal what was the thing from the ring that really got me. And I'll wait. That really like stuck with me that I was like, I can't be doing something that's very normal now without thinking about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cryptic. Okay, let's go watch it. All right, let's go do it. I have to. I am sweating profusely. All right, we're back. I'm so glad that movie wasn't two and a half hours oh, long. Oh, can you imagine? Oh. Big picture overview. What did everyone think? Let's start with Courtney, who's never seen this before and just watched it for her first time. Uh, it was fine. I would have been much more scared at the age of 11. You weren't scared? I you, was. I like uh, to differ. <laughs> I, I was scared, but now I'm like, like, I was scared with the anticipation of what was coming next, and all of the scares were not as scary as I anticipated them to be. If what's that your, makes sense. What's your Courtney Rotten Tomato score? Maybe a 65. I just, like, I had it. It's like the sixth sense. Like, I... I built it up so much in my mind that I thought it was going to be so much scarier and it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. So that's why it like is good. It's fine. I think it held up. I thought it was a really good movie. I agree with what you said that it's not the scariest, but I think it has just the right amount of scare for me with just amount with just the right amount of like a good intriguing plot. I feel like a lot of scary movies the scarier they are almost the plot goes down. I mean, I think of like, what's that movie? The Neighbors, the other movie that Noah was in? Oh, The Strangers. The Strangers. What's... And just like... No, that wasn't The Strangers. What was that? The Strangers Pray at Night. Pray the at Strangers night, yeah. Pray at Night. Because I would say those that movie is very different from The Strangers. Yeah, yeah. But like, I just feel like kind of almost the scarier and jumpier the movie, the worse the plot gets. So I feel like The Ring has the perfect mix of scare and plot. Um, no, I definitely think it did carry more weight as a teenager. Um, and just like, there was so much hype and like so much energy around it. So like part of, I don't know, when you're a teenager, you like, you were supposed to be scared. So you were scared. So I think that was part of it. Like back then, like, oh my gosh, that was so scary. Um, when watching it now, yes, it is scary, but it's, it's a lot more of like a drama than I remember as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I mean by like plot. Like it's just kind of one of a kind and has like an actual storyline rather than just being there for spooks and scares. That was actually one of the things that was praised for by critics was that it didn't really have a lot of like jump scares, but was more um, like focusing on making it kind of just unsettling and like a weird atmosphere to it. Totally. I think it's honestly a better drama than I remember it too. Mm hmm. Like, so watching it this time, I kind of knew there was a few key things that really had scared me that I was, like, going to avoid. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, there is a stretch, a 70-minute stretch in the middle where nothing scary happens. Yeah. Like, actually scary. Like, if you haven't seen it, it's all the anticipation of it, which I would think is actually, in some ways, more valuable than an outright scare. Because that, like, feeling that tension and that dread the whole time. But I feel like I wanted more. You wanted more scares? There was there was that part. You, okay, you're acting like I was scared the entire time. There was that <laughs> middle part where nothing happens. And I was, you're kind of just like, when is something going to happen? And then it, it just kind of doesn't. Like, I could have used more scares. I don't necessarily mean like nothing happened, but like nothing genuinely that really terrified me. Yeah. There were still creepy things like things. I mean, there were some very scary things that I purposefully did not look at the screen mm-hmm. for. Yes. I knew there would be... 
the faces the and faces. the horse. I kind of actually the horse didn't wasn't as didn't bother me as much. Ooh, it was the upsetting. faces that I knew exactly when they would pop up, yeah. and I was just like not looking really at the screen. What? Yeah. Oh, like the blurry faces? No, the no, friend like their and faces. Noah. Like what? Oh, what happens oh, to their faces? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like. I was talking earlier, Ryan, to Ryan, and you guys, you were also in the room. <laughs> okay, so you were telling us. <laughs> I was telling you all about, like, the thing that really stayed with me was the shot of her mom opening, like, the clo- the closet door and her yes. daughter's in there. Yes. And yeah. for the longest time, opening a closet door, I was just like, there's mm. probably going to be a person slumped up against the wall and their head's just going to, like, Ugh. keel over at me. Well, along with um, everything we've been saying... I, I think I agree that it's more of just like an unsettling vibe. Like even when the horse, you know, falls off. Can I say spoilers? Or, uh, yes. Okay. When the horse falls off the boat or even when the mom pushes Samara down the well, like they're just kind of, it's almost like disturbing rather than like, whoa, that was scary. I think it wasn't as scary to me as I thought it was going to be because the scariest parts I've like, lived out in a haunted house which is way scarier does that make sense you've seen a samara i've seen a samara coming out of a hole chasing (laughs) after me like that's like i that was that's the the climax right Right. the scariest part at the very end when she comes out of the tv and i already knew it was gonna happen so i wonder if that's why it wasn't as scary to me still scary like still creepy and disturbing but did you enjoy the plot yeah so overall, as a movie, you thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. Jason and I needed that confirmation from you. <laughs> Thank you. I kind of would be fine never watching it ever again. Ever? I would feel the same. I yeah. didn't really even want to watch it ever again this time, but I was like, <laughs> Courtney's never seen this. This is like a tech, like this is like the premise of the podcast in general is showing her like famous movies, and I was like, I bet a lot of people would like have thoughts on this movie. So right. that's kind of why I forced myself to even sit through it. It wasn't as bad as I remembered, although I, yeah. I just, probably wouldn't watch it again, but I don't think I repeat a lot of scary movies in general. Yeah, uh, it's the same. Yeah. But I still thought it was really good. Like, yeah. really mm-hmm. well. I Like, I was able to appreciate more of the elements of it and kind of looking a little, like, I found a couple little oh, behind-the-scene tidbits. Nice. I was just like, this is a pretty well-made movie, and... Yeah, being older, I was able to kind of appreciate more of, like, narratively how it fit together, like a puzzle. And how, like, all of these little, like, creepy elements were just kind of things that happened around, like, the flies on things, right? And that's there because when she was killed, you can hear a fly buzzing around. That's just, like, all the creepy things that happened to people that watched the tape, they're all little small details of that afternoon where her mom dropped her in the thing. And I kind of, like, I liked how those things, like, neatly, like, lined up with, all the weird things happening to her or like even the seven days is how long she stayed down there. Yeah. It does have that good, pretty good twist, which I wonder, I mean, it's kind of hard because we all saw it when we were young and like twists just would have shocked us no matter what. I feel like, you know, when you're just young and you're like, anything is like, what? Mm -hmm. And then you, Courtney, like you've caught enough of this that like you probably, I actually, if it had ended without her coming out of the TV at the end, you wouldn't you have been like, well, what is that? I was actually thinking that same thing because I was they she like has her in the like in her arms. Right. And she's like a skeleton. And then they just like are out. And I was like, I swear there's more to this. Like, <laughs> this is such a terrible payoff for like what you've been waiting for. And I, I knew that that had not happened. So I was like, but part of me was like, maybe they just end it here and you just 
I don't know. These are actually the kind of mental gymnastics I am doing in most movies where I've watched lots of trailers for. Mm-hmm. Of like being like, wait, there's a piece that's like. What else is there? Wait. Yeah, like I know I that this know. is going to happen. So something like that. So in this one, I probably would have wondered like, is this just something people made up? Or is this in like a sequel or something? Yeah. But I, I bet, I imagine when people first saw it, it might have been, I wonder how much it was a genuine shock or people really were like, when her, when her kid sits up and he's like, you helped her. I remember being shocked and I remember my sister when she saw it in theaters coming home and like telling me about it. And she just thought it was so shocking. But also she was only like 17. So. Well, that's the thing. Like there was a lot of, I, 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 there are so many movies where I was like, I can't believe Yeah, that. totally. Oh my gosh, I did my not gosh. see that coming. <laughs> Forgot all about that character. <laughs> I thought there were also some like really cool shots in this movie too. Like of the ladder. I really mm-hmm. liked that. Of the lighthouse. I thought the filming was actually really good. Anything like when they were driving in the rain, anything in the rain, I thought they did really well. Oh, rain just elevates it. Totally. And like, I just loved the Seattle like background of it and the fog and the island i thought it was all very eerie island folk Mm -hmm. something that i don't think i picked up on as a as a kid as a teenager is sort of like the family the family drama that's happening in the Mm. background of like her and the kid's dad and like are they gonna get together and why don't they work and they're separated and she's jealous because there's a girl over like (laughs) right over my head (laughs) thematically the idea of like being a parent is kind of like right. built. I didn't make the connection of like them having, I thought it was more just like, oh, and he's his dad. I thought it was more just like a soap opera thing. And now I'm like, oh, there's like thematically in this movie is like oh. parenthood yeah. is like a thing, well, an like, issue with like the obviously Samara and her parents. Like that's like a thing that's going through everyone. Well, and something's, yeah. And all of a sudden there's this like heartfelt talk about how oh, I guess I'm a bad dad because my dad was a bad dad. And wait a second. I don't want anyone to be your dad but me. And <laughs> Yeah. And then at the end, she when she was like, and kids like try and talk to you by like crying or drawing. And it kind of dawned on her that she needs to be like a more attentive mom too. Have any of you seen the sequel? No. I think oh, I have, but I, I don't. I say no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I haven't, I haven't the touched that one. I know I have, but I don't remember it. I saw it in theaters and they do go more into her background. Yeah. Is the- it scarier? Mm. I don't remember it being scary. Oh, I do remember there were a couple jump scares that really... They basically moved to a new town, the mom and uh, the son. Aiden. Yep, is and Rachel. Mm-hmm. They moved to a new town, and Samara kind of like is still haunting the son. Oh. And at one point, like, he kind of gets possessed. There's just one part that really scared me in the theater. There's a part where like some some like deer freak out and hit a car. And yes. I remember everyone jumping at that, but that didn't bother me. The part where she like, Naomi Watts sneaks in the back of like an ambulance because there's someone, there's someone dead and she's like, wants to see their face to see if like it was the yeah. same thing. Oh my gosh. And she unzips it and it's just a normal person. She's like, oh, and goes to zip it back up. And then Samara jumps out at her and grabs her. Ah. And then she like snaps out of it. Oh my gosh. That really freaked me out. Stuck with you. <laughs> it really did. What year was that made? 2005. Okay. And they kind of, I think she like goes into like the town where Samara was like uh, adopted from. And Mm. there's something where it's like, they think that her, they don't, not really sure who her father was. And it might've been this like, uh, it's like this Mexican deity that's kind of like a devil. So they think that, I can't remember what it was, Mm. but they think that she is inherently supernatural Hmm. because of her parentage. I think is what happens. Interesting. That adds up. Um, That checks out. (laughs) And they kind of adopted her. Yeah, they like went somewhere, and when they came back, she they had her with them. 
And that's in the second one, she goes like to the city where they adopted Samara from. Okay, and why does he kill himself? I think because she keeps haunting him. She, he like can't get rid of her okay. in his head. You know what's funny? Um, uh, Ryan will know this. The following year, Brian Cox in X-Men 2 plays another character whose child can project images and his wife in X-Men 2 kills herself because of the images. Wow. It's like... The parallels are fascinating. Isn't that weird? Because you just rewatched that recently, right? Yeah, I did. Brian Cox was busy being a bad parent. He was. I would also say that his character in Succession is very similar. Like, he's this cranky dad who hates his kids. He's got a type. Yeah. I almost asked you if that was Marlon Brando. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like (laughs) You know... Okay. Like yeah, I, I can... to Brian Cox, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Oh, it depends on the year you're imagining Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah. But he's got like kind of like this slicked back, like wider hair. His I could eyes. See... Yeah. Wow. And then I was like, oh, there's no way. Did you know Brian Cox played um, Hannibal Lecter in the first adaptation of a Hannibal oh, Lecter book? I think in the the recesses of my mind. In Manhunter, which came out a few years before Silence of the Lambs, and Manhunter is an adaptation of the Red Dragon book. He plays Hannibal Lecter. There I think go. it's too bad that Noah's not in more films. I think he's good. A good actor. What say ye? He had a very early 2000s look about him, didn't he? 100%. Like the boot cut, pants, yes. flip-flops, just the open like, button-up shirt. I think he's so Everyone's attractive. pants were so low. Even yes. hers. Yes. Oh, when she had like the corduroy. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. Low-ra- yeah, that totally. was, oh, my so gosh. wild. <laughs> so I was just thinking, I wrote this down, too. This is the only thing I wrote down. Analog. Old Google searches. Do you remember just like oh in movies? God. I don't know. Uh, person's name and then this other word. And then like a news article just of that pulls up there. Like, oh, yeah. Has the internet ever functioned like that? Even now when it's so intuitive. But when you're a kid, you're just like the internet. Yeah, the, internet. the internet just like knows exactly like get finds the exact information you need. Well, it's the amazing. It was still so new in 2002. Like we had we didn't know anything. I also really liked the opening scene. Um, of the two teenage girls. It, I was kind of thinking like how you used to do that as teenage girls. You would just go to your friend's house and just sit on the couch and watch TV. Even if you were bored, it's like, well, I'd rather be bored with my friend than at home bored. Yeah, like, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And then I also was thinking about how in every movie, whenever the fridge door is open, I get scared. Because oh, yeah. I assume when they close it, there's going to be something scary behind that. And they did it, but there was nothing scary. But I love that opening scene. There was a couple shots in the movie that were like that, where like just the framing, the way that it was, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, a jump could happen at any moment, but it never does. Yeah, yeah. never. Do we have any more uh, thoughts or should I tell you some stuff? Tell us. Yeah, go ahead. I have some thoughts, but I think oh, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll get okay. there. I don't have a ton that I found out, but I already told you it's a remake of a Japanese uh, movie. Um, do you know who directed this movie? I do. Marlon Brando. No. Correct. His name is Gore Verbinski. I'm not sure you know who that is, but you definitely know the movie that he directed that came out the following year. That's how I know who Tell he is. He did? Yeah. You're kidding. Oh, well, we are huge fans of that film. <laughs> I was okay. I was thinking that when we were watching this, I was like, he these are this is a really like well put together movie. I'm like, well, yeah, he made Pirates of the Caribbean and yeah. like, he's done a I'm trying to think of some other stuff he's directed, but that's like the one, the really big one. And like Hans Zimmer scored this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, did he that's do Pirates weird. too? He did like some of the main themes and then one of his like... Uh, Protégé? Yeah, Klaus Bedelt mm. technically like is credited for the score, but I think Zimmer did like came up with the main themes. 
And I then th- Zimmer did like the sequels, hmm. the pirate sequels. I thought the Rings score was very good. I know, like, so I, I was like listening for it, and I was like, hmm. this is a actually a really good, like, yeah. kind of because a lot of Hans Zimmer can now kind of be like almost not monotonous, but like a lot of like kind of oppressive. Some of his scores can. Some of them are really good. Like, I think Interstellar in particular sounds, like, very unique. Hmm. But this one was, like, a really, like, pretty. I don't know. It was just kind of an interesting Hans Zimmer score. But hmm. what else has Gore Verbinski done? Gore is interesting because I knew he did the three pirates, the first three pirates, because I recently watched those in the pandemic. Um, but then after that, he does Rango in 2011. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. The Ranger and the Lone Ranger in 2013. Yep, with Johnny Depp again. Uh-huh. Okay. And then A Cure for Wellness in 2016. And then before that, in 1997, he did Mouse. Oh, Hunt. my God. <laughs> I love that movie. Wow, what a, what a weird, like, repertoire. Yeah. Okay. Oh, something I think I read is he he's the one that came up with the Budweiser frogs. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. They decided to set it in Seattle because they wanted it to be wet and isolated, which yep. I thought actually fit it really, yeah. really well. Um, they gave the movie a green tinge so it would feel sickly and unnatural. Totally. totally. Oh. <laughs> totally. And I thought this was interesting, too. I was trying to watch for it. The sets were lit in a way that none of the characters have, like, pronounced shadows oh. because they wanted it to feel a little bit off-putting. Weird. So it was like you were kind of, like, overexposed in the way they, like, lit the different shots. They never really had like very pronounced shadows. I guess the only way I recognized that was Naomi Watts' makeup. The whole time I thought, "Wow, like she has great highlighter and bronzer on." So that was probably <laughs> yeah because of that. Interesting. Um, some of the people that were offered the role of <gasps> Rachel. Do you think his name her name funny weird? Her name was Rachel Keller. What? Why is that weird? Because what's Rachel's last name in Friends? Green. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're thinking Ross of Geller. Monica Geller, Geller and it. Rachel Green. Oh yeah. man. Okay. I might cut that. No. <laughs> no, I can't ever look down on here. Okay, some people that were offered Rachel was Jennifer Connolly. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I know who that is. <laughs> Such a response to Jennifer. <laughs> you guys, she's fine. Oh, my gosh. Such a guttural. What else she is she in? She's the she, girl from Labyrinth. And a beautiful mind. And he's just not that into you. She's also in a Hulk, mm. isn't she? Yeah, she is. In, in the that. first, the Eric Bana one. Didn't know I that. hope she's doing well. She's healthy and happy with her family, but I just don't if, need her in my if movies. If she heard that response to her name from you, she'd be <laughs> it's just, sad. Here's she what's would. funny about That's it. True. She's she's great. Oh. She doesn't really work very much. And so it's just funny to like have a real, like to pick a fight with her, to be like, Jennifer Connelly, I'm coming for you. I don't I don't want to pick a fight with her. She's not like, I like I don't feel the same way about her that I feel as uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. We have a pretty uh, attentive listener that loves Jennifer Lawrence. I know, to this podcast. I know, I know. All right, some other names too that were offered the role. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Lots of Jennifer. Wow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Huh, it's a I different see, movie with Gwyneth. I can mm-hmm. see that. And Kate Beckinsale. Oh, I would have loved that. I think it could have worked with Honestly, like, so a bit of a who's who of like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, those were all my like behind the scenes stuff I had. I didn't have cool. a lot of details. It was pretty sparse the places I looked. I did see one thing that said it was the highest grossing horror remake. Oh. It. Yes. Oh. The movie came out uh, October of 02. It has 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, isn't that good? It's it's Uh, decent for a horror movie. Yeah. Um, And like I said, they praised the creepy visuals and haunting sense of atmosphere. Though Roger Ebert called it boring and borderline ridiculous. Oh, brother. (laughs) It's a horror movie. Uh, Do you ever, when they they talk about Roger Ebert on the Rewatchables podcast, they really like to drag him? Yeah. (laughs) 
So it, his reviews are just so weird, but he is hailed as like one of like like the critic, the movie critic, right? If you know one movie if critic's you know one, name, yeah. it's yeah. Roger Ebert, right? I was gonna say I don't know any others. You probably read that in a newspaper, and just thinking how you used to read movie reviews through the paper. Oh That's yeah, how, like you decide and what you to used, go see. Yeah, I used to like movie times in the paper. <gasps> yes. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Or even I would call up. I was actually explaining this to someone at my last job, who's like maybe three or four years younger than me and he couldn't believe what I was talking about. I was like, we used to call the movie theater. Yeah. Mm. But I like, I had like a pen and paper like ready, like, okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, 3.30. Yeah. Well, like, it was like, it was someone's job every week or two weeks just gone there like, all right, uh, King Kong. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Tuesday, bargain nights. I also told him that I would have to call and see what like the temperature was that day because my mom had a rule. We, we couldn't go to the, we couldn't go to the pool unless it was over 80 degrees. So I would regularly call and just like information to find out what the temperature was. Information. So at some point you liked to swim. Oh. Oh. I don't know. I have to defend my record. (laughs) People change, Emma. Just thought it was interesting. Why does not like to swim? I don't dislike swimming, but it's just basically standing somewhere else, but you're just moving slower. That's swimming. That's remember. the crankiest old man thing you've ever yeah. said. But also, it doesn't sound like you like swimming. Look, the Brigham City pool had a fun slide. Oh, kind of like the pool that we swam at all summer? Uh-oh. A different slide. Okay, Like a, a big slide. We'll finish this on our swimming podcast. We'll switch over. All right. This movie made $249 million worldwide on a $48 million budget. So wow. it was very nice. successful. Like you said, Ryan, it was the number one horror film remake. Which I thought is a weird signifier. Yeah, because I want there must be higher grossing just plain horror films. It sounds like someone's really stretching to find like a number one. <laughs> yeah, right. to, totally. to tag on this. We love to quantify things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the success of this movie though opened the way for a ton of American remakes of several other Japanese horror films, including Dark Water and The Grudge. Dark Water was fine. I don't even remember that one. Do you remember the grudge? Jennifer Connelly's in Dark Water. Maybe that's <laughs> why you avoided it. I'm like, can't see that one. Uh, and then there were two sequels to this. The Ring 2, which we've talked about, and then Rings, which came out like three years ago. What? Do you remember this? With Actually, Naomi Watts? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. I, don't I, sh- I just know there was a third one that came out. Anyway, and I wondered I wondered when I was watching this, I was like, I wonder if they've, if in that third one they updated it to be more about like, phone, like smartphones and things like that. Oh. Mm. I don't know. Can't tell you. I'll probably never watch it. I might peruse the Wikipedia section, but even doing that for this movie was kind of made me feel creepy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also, a lot of people think like the ring means like, because there's always that tagline like you see the ring and then you die. But in the original Japanese, the ring is more referring to how her circle of like terror never ends. Oh. That like it passes on to one person and someone just keeps, has to keep moving it on. That's like oh. the ring because it's like circular. I kind of was trying to understand maybe like what the moral of that movie was. So you don't die if you pass it on to someone? Yeah. Okay. I had remembered that it was you record it and then move it on, but it sounds like you definitely have to show it to another person. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of messed up that that means they purposefully... But if you tell them, if you just say, now make a copy of this. But then they have to show it to someone else. Well, and the boy... just say the message goes on. Aiden kind of asked that. He's like, well, what about who we show it to? Like, what are we... And then the movie ends as if that's implying we're the ones that had to see it. It kind of reminds me of It Follows. Have you seen that? No. Mm -hmm. That movie is scary as hell. Where to get out of it, you have to like kind of condemn another person and put the burden on them. 
Yeah. Although that one is worse because if the burden line goes so far and ends, it can find its way back to you. Yeah, that's true. You guys haven't seen that? Mm-hmm. I've it's... been wanting to watch it. I just haven't. It oh my gosh. Very. <laughs> I think you guys would love it. Did anyone here watch any of the scary movies? The oh parodies? yeah, Scary Movie oh. Three. Yes, yeah, Scary Movie and Three. And that makes fun. Like that parodies this one a lot. Yes, yeah. yeah. so it talks about the ring a ton. So my movie club in fifth grade, we went and saw that in theaters too. It's funny that we all were like Scary Movie Three. Of course, it's because Scary Movie Three was the first scary movie to be rated PG thirteen. The other two were rated R, so we wouldn't have seen oh, them at yeah. like age ten. Totally. Oh yeah, I used to, yeah we used to watch those like at parties and stuff. I I just remember because like I was I've always been a Freddy cat and like. Signs, The Ring scared me so bad. And I loved watching Scary Movie 3 because it was kind of like, I get the last laugh over you horror movies. Yes. And like, I, you know how you just kind of like tell that to yourself when you're a kid? You're like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Like, ha ha ha. They're just beating her up in that one. That's what I would do. Is Anna Ferris in all the Scary Movies? Or just three? I don't know, but I remember her in Scary Movie 3 as Naomi Watts. Yeah. I remember there's a part where Samara... But, like, above her head, she's, like, maybe holding a chainsaw. Yeah. And then she, like, does this weird dance. And I remember being like, ha, 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 that's so funny, ha, ha. I never d- having seen the ring. <laughs> okay, well, so, Courtney, I have a question for you. Yeah. And you kind of already answered this, but, like, do you think this lived up to the hype? Mm, yeah. As a fifth grader, probably. I mean, like, for what for what time period it came out, yes. No, it was okay. fun to revisit, um, but also... It's not a fun watch. No. It's miserable, honestly. Which I think we all told ourselves as teens, like, oh, this is such a fun movie to watch because it's so scary. But it's not. It's it's kind of slow. It's kind of drama. It's kind of it's dark. It's intentionally mm-hmm. awful to yeah. like sit through. <laughs> <laughs> also, the clothes that she was. <laughs> it's terrible. I was dreading it honestly all day. Wow. I was like, why wow. did I agree to this? Well, because I was like, I'm sure it won't be as bad as I remember. And it, it it wasn't. But I was also like, I, it's just one of those movies where you're like, I hate having to watch this because I feel so, so creepy. That is so funny because I was so excited all day to watch it. Same. I just was stoked. But I'd forgotten the I think that's well. great. I think that's hey, great. Hey, I got a few questions. She died in the 70s, right? That's when she was pushed down a well. Is that like 74 or something? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Her mom was dressed like it was 1800. (laughs) 100%. I also thought that too. I think it might have been like a rich equestrian costume type thing. Sure. Sure. You You know the type. Sounded like her whole day was staying at home and riding horses, so I'm sure they were well off. Yeah. Now that I've seen it, I didn't realize that in the movie, the well was literally under the room. I wonder if somebody told my friend that and then she was like, my like, my dad told me that this is under the, like now thinking about it, I'm like, mm, that's really, that's mm, peculiar. That's <laughs> peculiar. Well, I don't think she was lying. I think somebody told her because she had seen the movie. She was scared. So This anyways. sounds like some teenage bullshit. It does. It does. But I, w- I didn't know that because I thought it was just like, oh, well, I didn't know it was under a, like a room. I thought the beginning part was the, maybe the scariest. Like, that's when I was, like, most scared. You were losing your shit through I so know. much I know. I was like, am I going to eat this fry and choke on it? Cause that's always my fear, eating something during oh, a scary movie. I, I oh. cannot remember where the scare was, so I was just holding my burrito bowl with both hands. <laughs> in fact, in fact, you had your drink in your legs, like, yeah. just kind of holding it. And I was like, man, when they, when they cut back and show her, like, head flop in that yeah. closet 
I wonder where this drink is going to be. And if I need to like kind of be aware <laughs> of it in case you like freak out, like spasm and it just like squeezes and it ever goes everywhere. Yeah, it didn't. Thank, Thank goodness. goodness. I thought about it though. Well, that was very prepared of you. Thank you. Any other questions? No, no questions. No question. No, no further questions. No further questions at this time. I knew you guys would back me up. <laughs> well, that was the ring. We finally watched it. I kind of wanted to read someone that something that someone put Hit us. in response to our it episode we recorded. Go on. Um, this is from a regular listener of the podcast, Brad Terry. Shout out to Brad. 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 He said there were some funny moments in it, mostly uh, Courtney being called Chicken Little growing up. He thought that was funny. <laughs> He also thought Ryan's classic Walmart guy bit um, was was a highlight. You know, that guy that keeps, it pops up every now and then. Ryan just keeps dusting him off the shelf. He also said he doesn't love It One. And I was curious if you guys agreed or disagreed with his assessment of It One. Okay. Go on. He says, it was just one of those movies where we paused it and we're like, we still have an hour left. Just felt lacking plot or motivation. Just a bunch of unsettling things happening to some kids. Also not a horror fan for the most part. Emma, can you speak to this plot-wise? Yeah, but first, did Brad... Well, as our plot expert, <laughs> did someone say plot? Did Brad think I said anything funny last week? No, I, I agree. He said there were other things he couldn't remember. Okay, interesting. I completely agree. As you know, I think it too was better. And it's funny because when we were podcasting earlier, or yeah, earlier tonight, I thought, wow, I have so much more like Vava Zaza Zoom to podcast. And I honestly think it's because the It movies were so long. Afterwards, yeah. I was just like, I, like I'm kind of drained. I have, I don't know. So yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Well, I think it's like we said before, it's books are just different stories. And like when you adapt a book as faithfully as that, it can feel very episodic and yes. feels very like, like repetitive. Yep. And uh, there's almost, not almost, I feel like there's an argument that Almost any book should be a miniseries, not a movie. I think, it, yeah, if you had like the resources to do that, yeah. it would. It's always better served as a miniseries. Do you think they'll ever make Harry Potter into a miniseries or try to do that ever again? I'm talking like 50 years in the future. Yes. What do us Potterheads think? I think so. We concur. The movies are they're fine. They could be better. Agreed. Actually, varying degrees of quality. Wow. And it's it's because of the medium that they're adapting the story into i thought i was amongst potterheads you are you are we're actually the snobby ones that are like the books are better (laughs) we're the worst potterheads yeah that's true but here's i'm gonna tell you i don't think it'll happen for decades because i still think they're there i'm sure they're going to somehow either a loose adaptation of the cursed child i know they can't do it because certain like ellen rickman's like dead i think they're going to do some kind of legacy sequel with the original cast and they're, they're making like the Fantastic Beasts. Like there's things in play that have that are built within like the movies as they're set up. The Potterverse. Yes. And so I think they absolutely will, but I do think it will be probably like 20, 30 years. Uh, yeah, I had the same conversation with my sister recently. Do you think they'll ever redo Lord of the Rings? I don't think so. Interesting. Well, if they do, it won't be for several decades as well because Amazon is in the middle of doing a Lord of the Rings prequel series. Hmm. They've spent like a billion Two billion dollars—a crazy amount. It's—it's basically there. Everyone is fighting to fill the Game of Thrones vacuum right now, and it's smart. You're like, well, you know, Lord of the Rings is already like a beloved like property, and maybe we can be the next Game of Thrones. And they've already like greenlit two seasons. They're Mm. writing. I think they're filming it. They've kind of had to pause because of the coronavirus, but they are well into production. And I do know that like 
the aesthetics, everything is specifically tied to the Peter Jackson trilogy. Hmm. So they are within that. Yeah. I even think like, I don't know if any of the old cast is coming back. I think uh, Kate Blanchett maybe. I can't remember. Orlando Bloom and my right Oh, hey, old lady. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Town. He's got a show on Amazon. You know what? I'm a Vigo Mortensen gal myself. Oh, hey. I was always Orlando Bloom. You look like a Vigo Mortensen gal. I know. I know. 100%. What does that mean? It just means I'm an Orlando Bloom gal. She's a Vigo Mortensen gal. Oh, Did you see his performance in Hidalgo? He let the horses go. Did you see him in the Green Book? Oh, my God. Green Book is just fine. Just Green Book. It's cleaner. <laughs> um, Harry Potter movies, like I said, are fine. And I'm not not dissing them in any way. But the Lord of the Rings are a different caliber of movie. Like, each of those well, movies were nominated for Best for, Picture. For Best Picture. It, and honestly, it's because they're so long. They, it was treated like a miniseries. I actually don't think you can really adapt that better. I think if you spend too much time, you get too into like the minutia and monotony of it. I feel like, I know people will probably be like, are you kidding me? They're like 14 hours long. But I think as it sits now, it's like the perfect length of like giving everything the the room it needs to breathe for like proper like story development, but also Mm -hmm. being like, we're not going to spend, we got to move this. I don't want to watch two episodes of Tom Bombadil. Okay. My talking heads will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're losing me personally. (laughs) Have you, have you read? No, you haven't read. Personally, Have you seen I'm lost. them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Midnight Premiere Girl right here in oh, Lord of the Rings. Right. You watch the extended? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just kind of liked wanted to say that. I personally am a fan, Brad. So. Yeah. Sorry, Brad. Sorry. But Brad, have your opinions. Absolutely. That's fine. It was a little long. That's that's fair. And. Well, Brad thinks I'm a dud. <laughs> he didn't think you're a dud. He just said nothing memorable happened. <laughs> he knows. He will. He knows I'm a Vigo Mortensen kind of gal. You got, got an energy about you. Why you bushing my bullshit? That's a Vigo oh, from Bring. Why you bushing my bullshit? Why you bushing my bullshit? Why you always bushing my bullshit? Why you always bushing my bullshit? Why you always bushing my bullshit? You always over here, you always bushing my bullshit. Why you always bushing my bullshit? He does my bullshit. Don't bush him. If you bush him, I'm going to be angry. Christian Bell just snuck in at the very end there. He always sneaks in. Come on, Christian. All right. You know, uh, when I was talking with Chris about... Uh, <laughs> it's always that. I was talking with Chris Nolan about the arc we wanted to for, for our third film. Brad, thank you for commenting. If any of you have any comments or disagreements with anything we see about movies, you should send them to me and we will debate them on air. All right, gang. We did it. We watched The Ring. We so bounced cool. in this episode around we town. Around. Remember when we were talking about Cologne oh, yeah. 10 hours ago? We've uh, we've gone everywhere with this. Courtney, uh, if people want to reach the podcast, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at Wife Watches. You can find us on Twitter at Wife underscore Watches, note the underscore. You can send us an email at MyWifeWatchesMovies at gmail.com. You can leave a review. You can rate us. Ryan, where can we find you? You can find me at Ryan Green Shorts on Instagram, on Twitter, on Letterboxd. <laughs> Send me your scary movie recommendations. I love it. At Emma92 Watkins. <laughs> oh, Emma, where can we find you? Uh, at Emma92 Watkins. And at Mommy Drama. All right, that's it. Thanks. Oh, Ryan and Emma, thank you for spending these horror centric episodes with us yes it's, it been, was really so fun. it's been a horrible month oh. Oh, okay. technically horrible that one was for brad <laughs> <laughs> all right bye everyone bye 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 and remember seven